Hey everyone, welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Ryan, Kirby, it's been a bit of a struggle, to say the least, at the end of this year and to start this one. Uh, besides that, how are we feeling? How's everything with you guys so far? Yeah, uh, happy new year, guys. Um, in the sports world, you know, real tough right now, but real life, uh, everything everything's pretty good. How are you guys? That's good, that's good. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, like, just is this the toughest stretch to end like a calendar year as a sports season? Cause you're usually like, you're not no. looking at all your teams in the playoffs. You're kind of in the middle of a regular season and just kind of how things have played in the South Florida market's been kind of tough, but yeah, like outside of sports, everything's going well here. Um, some good family time, some good holiday time. Just wish uh, the product on the ice with our team that we cheer for the most in the Panthers was a lot better mm-hmm. than it is right now. Yeah, I just want to wish everyone again a happy holidays. I hope they had a healthy and happy holidays, a happy new year. Uh, very excited for 2023, like I said personally. But uh, yeah, it's very tough right now to be a Florida Panthers fan, a Miami Heat fan, a Miami Dolphins fan. Anything South Florida sports is pretty pretty tough. Uh, Inter-Miami didn't get Messi. Uh, they didn't get Ronaldo. He went off to play in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> My, my Portuguese Canadian friend won't even talk about that with me. So I know how serious that is. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a real tough stretch um, for a South Florida fan of any sport right now. I mean, the Dolphins still got a chance, but yeah, it's not looking good. And the Panthers now sitting at 16, 18 and four after just kind of a lackluster game against the New York Rangers coming off an even more lackluster game in Carolina where they saw that, uh, non-shutout streak of 118 games come to an end uh, in Carolina. So another record to add to our uh, miserable start to the season, to say the least. Uh, now three and seven in the last 10, minus seven goal differential, uh, pretty much playing 500 hockey at home at nine, six, and three. Uh, already matched our, our total loss to last year after 38 games. So Oof. Ryan, is there anything positive right now for the Florida Panthers? Literally none. I mean, it, there's no like bright spots at this point. I, I don't know even know what to say. Like, so, they're gonna make a move eventually. I just there's no bright spots. Like Kachuk was, you know, but he can only do so much. And no matter what he does, we're still losing. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter in the end. So there's no bright spots over here. Goaltending's been awful. Defense is awful. Um, Lundell, I feel like didn't take a step forward, which is a shame. Ekblad's been a complete joke. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things that are just going wrong right now. Now with Ryan, he, I want to ask him about the coach here in a second, but mm-hmm. um, the ones that we talked about last couple podcasts, Ryan and I about like players taking that step forward in Montour, Lusto, obviously Kachuk being a force from the very beginning of the season. All of those players have kind of cooled off from their trajectory, oh, yeah. I would say. And those were the things that were going well for um, Paul Maurice, even the call-ups getting goals, and that's kind of dried up over the recent amount of games. Um, goaltending has kind of even stabilized, and we're not getting wins with seeing Bob play well. So if Bob's been one of our best players, we haven't even been able to help him. And I know Ryan mentioned it's not all on the coach, and that was a couple podcasts ago, but I kind of want to know where like Ryan sits with that now. Is it time to do something with the coach? Is it the players? Is it a combination? That's something we've talked about on spaces a lot, and it's it's hard to pinpoint You know, just one thing in my mind. Yeah, our our roster just I mean, I hate to say it. It's just not that great. Like we yeah. probably have a, a an, an average roster right now. And, you know, we have players even when it's that are healthy, aren't... Ryan, even when it's healthy, you're saying average. 
I would say average. It's not a good roster. Like our defense is, you know, look at look who we have on defense. That's not going to win you, you know, a playoff series, honestly. Um, you know, Barkov's been Barkov. The last two games has been bad. I mean, he had a great game a couple games ago with five points, and then the last two, he's just been invisible. Um, but the about Maurice, like, yeah, I mean, I I see him make like his stupid comments after the game. It's like. He, I think he's going to be gone soon, but if we want something to change, just it's really hard, but we got to stop going to the games. Like, you know, once that's the thing that hits, you know, management the most is their wallet. And once they see, you know, the bad optics of people, it's completely empty in there, then they're going to be like, Hey, we need to do something ASAP. So, well, it's funny, yeah. Ryan. It's funny you say that, Ryan, because I tweeted uh, last night that the Panthers fall to 16, 18, and four. The same amount of losses and regulations they had last season. After 82 games, they reached that in game 38. Total collapse in the last 15 games. And the quote and the quote tweets that I that are associated to that uh, tweet is Maurice needed his players back and healthy. Now they are, and they're Ugh. just as bad. What's the next excuse? Until Maurice is fired, I'm done going to games. <clears throat> That's from Max Evan X. Good for um, you, Max. Yeah, and then another fan said, and Bill Zito ain't done or said anything. This is effing sad. Uh, even if it would be nice to see or hear some accountability or direction from club leadership, this is awful. Uh, even Frank Ford, longtime legend of the South wow. Florida area. Comments sad. reminding stuff quite a bit there, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, sad to watch. They become a sloppy team, careless penalties, off-target passes, bad puck management, etc. So like we've said in spaces and stuff like that after games, you know, even though we haven't recorded, it's kind of where if you look at the teams right now that are minus in goal differential in the East, you have the Flyers, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Canadians, the Senators, the Red Wings, and the Panthers. Of all those teams I just said, every single team is bad. And we're we're kind of in that category now. So what Ryan said was our roster is just not that good. It's I've I've slowly started to accept that that we're just not the team isn't good. It's the players aren't having fun. They're not motivated. Whether that's the coach's fault or just personal decision of the players to just not give it their all, it's it's very sad to see for sure. The 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 thing is though that I I believe you know one positive is this roster could be fixed in the off season. You know we're gonna have a lot of cap. And depending on how Zito goes with the roster, like, you know, he could trade a big piece, you know, you never know. But if, yeah. if the roster sticks to pretty much how it is right now, I think, I think that we can, you know, make some moves next year. Um, Yeah. Right. So, but do you guys worry about like making moves again in another off season? Then you talk about like no. chemistry, which has been the problem this year, I think in a lot of aspects and the coaching and tempo style of the game, like you do that again, it's like Zito's got big balls and I've said this, but then he does it again for another off season. Like, how many times can you do that before you kind of strike out and you're not back to where we ultimately want to be a playoff yeah, I got, a Stanley Cup contending team? Yeah, I got two questions for you, Kirby. One, do you think like someone really big needs to get traded again, like Ekblad? And two, do you think uh, Zito, you know, needs to like do a press conference or something and just kind of talk about what the hell is going on this year? Or I, I feel um, I feel yes to both those questions on your first one on the first front on the Ekblad front as of January 1st of this recording whether things change in the next month or two and you know David and I have talked about that you know maybe Ekblad gets going and then these things we've talked about Ekblad in November December now the start of January David maybe those subside 
with his improved play, he, sh- he shows that he's healthy. But I feel his points this year, David and Ryan, have been empty calorie points. And yeah. the ways yeah. that he's looking on the ice, he's hurting our team more than helping it. And he doesn't – he's not playing to his – I thought when he was playing with Yandel and Mathis and I tweeted something out today with his pairing with Forsling that I'm not happy with, it's kind of in the offensive zone, um, even more so than the defensive, because when he was falling apart previous to Uyghur, it was a lot of defensive gas. He wasn't getting out of his own zone. He was like turning pucks over like left and right, even though he's not looking good in his own zone. I don't think his offensive capabilities have been anywhere close to where they've been at with peak Ekblad since that injury dating back to last year. So when we're paying him what we're paying him, he's supposed to be our PP one. We're playing him alongside Monter. We're playing two defense in, which I don't think is great to do um, in today's NHL. I like the four to one system with the one D and he's right. not producing there. And then even five on five, he's not scoring goals in overtime end of games. Like he used to be doing um, kind of pinching up in the play. He pinched up in the plate today within the Rangers game and two or three pucks went over his stick. And I'm like, that happens if you've been out of the lineup for a month, but not if you've been in the lineup and been playing for 5, 10, 15, 20 games. So he just doesn't look like he's himself, like if it's a confidence thing. But yeah, Ryan, I think if the team goes down this path, I think you do for sure investigate a trade. And I think with a big piece, it would be Ekblad. And then number two on the Zito front. I know people hate Dale Talon, but he used to come on Fox Sports Florida every month, sometimes twice a month. They'd interview him during the intermission. He'd say where the team's at. Some people would say, oh, it's the same old, same old. Sometimes he made some big statements that the guys are not playing hard enough and they need to turn this around. And that those rosters he had were nowhere near the capabilities of the roster that Bill Zito has kind of formulated since Talon's gone out the door. So I'd love to hear more from um, Zito. But I just think, yeah, the things that we are hearing from Maurice and Zito is few and far between. And the stuff we're hearing, especially on the Maurice front, is hasn't been acceptable here over the last few weeks. And that's the part that I'm most upset with. Maurice has been going to the other team's broadcast teams and complaining to them. And they've been talking about him and saying, well, the team's not playing well. Maurice is not happy right now. But so he's a very good politicker behind the scenes. He's got these away broadcasters talking him up. And I know you guys are at the games and you only hear the home broadcast. But yeah, that's kind of upset me over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, well, did he say anything that he needed to be better? Or it's just accountability to his players, you know? So, Yeah, yeah just, like, where yeah, do we go from here? Like, you know, we got rid of Huberto. You know, we, we figured out, hey, maybe this core wasn't going to work. But we've had Barkov since 2013 and Ekblad 2014. And we have one playoff series win. And it's looking like it's going to be another disappointing season. That's why, I don't know, I see us maybe possibly trading. Uh, obviously, Ekblad would be before Barkov like a hundred percent, but I could see Ekblad getting traded at some point. And you've been harder on the players, Ryan, than probably almost anyone that's inside the fan base that, you know, Mm -hmm. content creator that's constantly going to the games, the season ticket holders, like you've been at the front of that bus. And I was talking to David about that off the air. I'm like, you know, some of the stuff Ryan said last playoffs rung true. And me and David were maybe looking at it with like a, like, you know, a wide eye, wide, wide look and be like, oh, I don't know what Ryan's saying. And if we believe I'm that, not, no. <laughs> it kind of came up. I said, and you know, David sometimes says, well, you throw lots against the wall. Something sticks. Well, that's you, fine. You were, you were mm-hmm. on the Barkov. You're like Barkov and Huberto. They're on a, they're on a milk carton. They're missing, right? Mm-hmm. Barkov's been missing since last playoffs. And I know David, he's like a point per game guy, but like when you put up five points against Montreal and then, you know, show against Caroline, the Rangers, does that five points really weigh into much of anything if you're not doing things against Carolina Rangers and 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 you guys you guys know me I'm not all about points 
But there's points in the game where like you have to have your superstar step up and be like, this is the best player on the ice. And there's been games this year against Sebastian Ajo, against Mika Zibanejad, mm. where Barkov hasn't been the best player. And it's been clear. And it's yeah. funny you say that because today, just watching the Rangers or last last night, watching the the Rangers game and watching Zibanejad, just the way he like he has a swagger of, about him and just kind of like a confidence that just makes him really, really fun and attractive to watch because uh, again, there seems to be that fun that the Panthers are missing that the players come in. And I know they have that little what, little romantic thing they have going on with Kreider that they joke around. I see that on Twitter a lot that, uh, you know, they're best friends and stuff like that. And they hang out a lot. And you could just see it on the ice, that little confidence that they have that every time we step out there, we're going to be better than the, the opponent that's, you know, coming on the other side. So I just think that to me, that's the biggest thing that the Panthers have kind of now lost that, they're kind of in that scramble mode that if things don't go right, they just kind of, you know, I, today I saw probably four sticks whacked against the boards or whacked against the post out of frustration that just showing that you're kind of not, not necessarily giving up, but you're just not having fun on, on the outcome that is, that is, you know, before you. So that's yeah, me. I did that. I did that in the Ranger game. JT Miller did it the other night for Vancouver. So if you look at another team doing that, frustration fan base not liking a guy like jt miller well ekblad just did the same thing in the ranger game you know so yeah and and i i saw another tweet from from a few fans here that saying uh this is from dylan i um in what is probably my last game of the year the panthers perform exactly how i expected them to see you next year uh more comments not coming back until maurice is fired this team is toast uh, don't know why we hired this coach who's not doing anything for us. So again, and that was that's what you guys were talking about in spaces as well, is that it's just become now where those that are not necessarily loyal, like I know, uh, forgive me, I don't know what his name is, but South Florida dude, he's in our, our Discord. Fireman Diaz. Yeah, yeah Fireman <laughs> Diaz. That's another alias. He's yeah. in our in all of our social platforms, and he's been a you know a, a season ticket holder for so long. And he says, the only reason now I feel like going to the games is for my daughter. She loves Radko Gudis. She loves being to the games. You know, I, I love going to the games with my son. Mm -hmm. And it's now become where those that are, are loyal will continue to go. But those that are kind of new are now seeing like, well, why am I going to spend my money on this? Why am I going to waste my, my Friday night or my Sunday night going to a team that isn't fun and lackluster. And that's kind of how the South Florida market's always been where last year, David, I was so excited to go to the games. Yeah. I knew we were going to put up five goals. I'm like, they could do something crazy tonight, you know, put up eight yeah. goals, but now it's like, we're leaving there with two goals. And I'm like, all right, we, we couldn't even pass the puck. Like, we, you know, right. we're, right. I don't know. And I've really expect... said the South Florida market. I folded since the mid nineties and I know how fickle it is. Even when I used to follow baseball with the Marlins, but when you don't put a product out there that you had last year and what it looks like this year, I don't blame the South Florida market. And fan I don't blame anyone. Like this is, there's a level of fickleness, but this is not that. And there's a lot of things that are going on here. And the fan base, especially season ticket holders, and even the newer fans, they should make their voice be heard, and they have this year. So mm -hmm. I don't really blame them on that fact. When we're going into a new year here, we still have three months left on the season and where we're at right now, like it's not acceptable. Yeah, and I mean, just to, to add to Ryan's point, you know, I've been a season ticket holder since probably 13, 14 season now, you know, eight years, and, and Ryan's exactly right. In those seasons where 
you know, does January, February come along and you're just kind of like, do I really want to go to the game tonight? You know, the, the game, the team is toast. There's no hope. Why am I really going to go? And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm getting to that point, but I could see where a lot of fans will be like, listen, last year was so much fun. And now this is just a huge disappointment unless something happens. And I think the, the happens that people want to hear is Maurice's fire. There will not be, they will not be returning to the games. Um, and, and David I and Ryan fully this expect that on of, Tuesday. This the end of the Barkoff era, the Huberto era, the Ekblad era. I would be yeah. like fan base. You have to realize. I don't care if you're in South Florida and New York and Canada. You have to realize what a rebuild is, a retool is. But it can't come right now. From where this team came last year, and if you make a big trade, a coaching change, all that, you mm-hmm. still can't bottom out this far. You still can't be this far out of a playoff contention. You can't be like looking like you're lifeless out there on the ice where there's no energy in the building. Like Mm -hmm. there has to be some level of compete and some level of like hope for a playoff spot. It's January 1st. We're talking being eight, 10, 12, 14 points out, whether you have all these injuries, illnesses, whatever Colorado's going through that Edmonton and Calgary are up and down, but they're still right there kind of. And I know they're out there in the West and the East is a little tougher, but it's not acceptable. And I can understand the fan base pushing back because this should be the case in five, six, seven years after our window has kind of closed, but not at this yeah. point. And what's scary is that, we've, you know, we've reached 18 losses uh, now. And last year, the the team with the most losses that made the playoffs in the Eastern Conference was 26. So we're, we're eight we're eight losses away from being basically out of the pace 100%, unless you win with out. Half a season left, too. With the, yeah, and with that like pick 40, that we don't have that we can't bottom out that goes to Montreal. Three games, 43. With Ottawa, yeah. like... Who and that's that? that's where I've kind of been pushing towards now where kind of Zito looks into that. Okay, I, I told you yesterday, Kirby, I said January is a make or break uh, month for this team. If they can't go, let's say, uh, I don't know, I think there's 12 games this month. If they can't go nine and three or eight and four this month and they're still at six, if they finish six and six or worse, I think that's where Zito has to look at what assets do I have? What assets will be talked about come February, March, where players like Montour, players like Ekblad, you guys have mentioned, players that uh, like Cousins, some of these guys do Claire's, some of these guys that have value, you know, what can I get back to maybe get a couple second rounders, maybe turn that into a first rounder and get something in this draft. And I don't, I don't think, I think it's maybe a little early for that, but I think it's a pipe dream to think that GMs are going to be trading the first round pick. I don't know if you've been following closely. Oh, up yeah, there. it's a very deep. Right now, Connor Bedard deep. is breaking like yeah, Eric Lindros. I'm not saying to get into the top five or anything. Yeah, just yeah. anywhere. In, you know, but the just so that's like that's back. lottery. They would have to be lottery protected. And I think this is even a deep draft coming off of COVID, guys, that a yeah. lot of scouts have been out there scouting this class. Mm-hmm. Strongest ones in the last five, 10 years, I think I've heard. So I yeah. think even getting a late first is is even a pipe dream. Right. And that's where I think that if if the month does not turn starting in Arizona on Tuesday and then they go on the road for four in a row in a very tough schedule. Again, we talked about just how tough this schedule is. They go to Dallas, to Colorado, to Vegas that are very good road or home teams. Uh, if they can't win four out of those five, I think this team is cooked. And, and Zito starts looking at some assets because you're but isn't gonna... this the worst time to sell, David? Because I don't think they're going to get the picks that are needed. And I know the picks, we're not, ta- David, you're not talking about getting draft picks this year 
to turn them into something in four or five years time. You're talking about flipping them for other things, yes. but I don't even think we're going to be able to get a first to be able to flip it for something next summer or the year after just to be Herbie. able to recoup that pick. And then we're what we're in a situation where we can't sell because we don't have our own first round pick too. So like, this is the worst possible situation to be in ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th in the East. Mm -hmm. Like this is the worst scenario that could happen to this team pretty well. This whole I mean, we have players too, like that we could flip for a lot of pieces too. So, you know, it doesn't like, just, what, what do you want to, Ryan, what do you want to do with the pieces? What do you, what are you trying to, what well, are you my trying thing to is, my also thing is that had we had, let's say we bring Brett Bruno, we had had Bruno still on the coach and we're in the same spot we are right now. Those are the players that he kind of has grown up with as he was a coach assistant uh, with, with coach Q. And these are Zito's guys. The thing that I think is, is kind of where I'm at with Maurice is okay. Maybe Montour's having a great year, but maybe, yeah, he's, he might be my guy, but long-term do I see him as my type of defenseman that I kind of want to have back there is, is, uh, I think is so. Forsling, I think I think is so. Forsling the kind of guy I want as my number one, or does he want kind of a big, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm not pointing at Montour. I'm just saying, uh, you know, is that a player that I see long-term for that? If I want to fix this, do I need a player like Montour or do I need a player like uh, like Polak or something that's bigger, that's more steady yeah. at defenseman? That, that's kind of where I'm saying that with, with Maurice, it's kind of where he, I think, would have an influence on, listen, I'm not enjoying having Ekblad out there for 24 minutes. I, you know, if we can, I, you know, we're with the season's toast, you know, I, I don't know. That's kind but of how can I'm you saying. change from, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, I see where you're going, David, but how can you go from a Forsley and Montour type then to a Polak or um uh, uh, Cameron Sosi out of Seattle, and then you fire your coach, and then you go back right. to a coach that's similar to Bruno, and, that's, and you're that's getting rid I'm of those right. guys that were like Bruno's fit, and then you're bringing in other guys that are kind of Maurice's fit. Then you get rid of him, and then you're like, you add a coach that's an up tempo style like Bruno, then it like messes everything up. So I was like, we're in a we're in a real tough, and that's where I'm I'm I, I know the Maurice hate is out there, and respectfully so. I I, I very I'm very disappointed in what he's been doing and and the outcome. Not saying that I'm in any way of supporting of what what is possible for him, but I think the thing is that the team knew that this season and we knew that this season was going to be a lot tougher than what it was for last year. Obviously, not at the pace that we're going at right now. I don't think any of us envisioned this. Maybe some outsiders did for sure. They saw this coming, but I didn't envision this at all. And this is where I kind of think that Zito would, or Maurice would kind of get the benefit of the doubt for maybe one more season is that there was really no moves to be made to uh, add some more depth forward wise or defensive wise. There was no room. They know that the, the Yandel money's there. Obviously the Bobrovsky contract, no matter how good he plays, it'll never live up to what it is. And that's where I think that, if Zito is going to keep Maurice, it's going to be like, listen, I, I couldn't get you nothing. Uh, you know, the season was a failure, but I'm going to give you one more chance kind of thing. And that's where I would think that Z Maurice would be like, okay, well, if you're going to give me another chance here, I, I kind of want to have an influence on the players that I have a chance. You know, you give me a chance with that's kind of where I'm at. Cause I don't think, I don't think Maurice is going to get fired in my personal opinion. If he does, I would be very shocked because I think that's pretty much throwing in the towel for the rest of the year, which is kind of turning that way. In my opinion. I mean, we're, we're like right on the fence of throwing yeah, in the towel. Right, right. We're very close to that. And Ottawa Isn't is up to early the line Ryan to keep the coach to keep them next year to say this early on, we're throwing the towel in. Say that again. Did... Just say we're throwing the towel in this early Ryan on January 1st of a new year. And then like David says, 
we're going to roll it back with potentially Maurice? Like how, how's that going to be sold to the fan base and kind of the product that's being showed on the ice that you guys are in the, in the arena to see game in game out. Like to David's point, I see if, if we just miss the playoffs, I could see that possibility where Maurice comes back. Cause like I said, I don't think, I don't think this roster is amazing, but this roster should have more than 36 points. Ottawa's up two to one. Uh, on Buffalo, Ottawa's about to jump ahead of us too. So we have tons of Ryan, we haven't won three games this year. We're gonna do that like two or three. Exactly. Times. We need I'm, to, doubting it. I'm doubting it. We need a five game win streak, like to <laughs> even get Calgary's, into the picture. If we had Calgary's remaining schedule and we see the teams that were coming up were Vancouver's, Arizona's, uh Columbus's, you know, teams like that that we faced early on, Chicago's, Philadelphia's teams that we should have gotten points against. We lost yeah, them. I'd still be like, okay, there's there's a little room to make up here, but the schedule ahead has Minnesota's, Toronto's, Vegas, Colorado, Dallas, LA, Boston's, Tampa's, uh, Colorado again, Minnesota again, St. Louis. They're, these are juggernaut teams that are going to be competing for a spot, and if the Panthers aren't motivated to to regain anything – the I team is know. three and eight, David. We need to go like eight and three. We need to do the reverse. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I David. If, I try to be optimistic, but I don't know if I see an eight and three. I don't. If Maurice loses the locker room, obviously that's how he's going to be gone in two seconds. Just like with, I don't know, once you lose the locker room, there's no coming back from that. So, But the thing is, we don't the have the players. It, we got the start of it in the game versus the Rangers. We don't have yeah. the players that are going to speak up and say something against Maurice is what I think. But why Barkov, though? Barkov's not going to come out and say, "Listen, the the system that the coach has brought in is not working. Uh, we need to figure something else." Well, He's not going to say that. Well, no, if Zito but who doesn't is... come out and speak, that if Zito doesn't come out and speak, why do we blame Zito? If Barkov doesn't say anything or the players don't say anything, then yeah. why should we be like looking at Zito? No one's going to say anything. Who is Maurice to Barkov for this organization? Barkov's done so much more than Maurice had. Maurice has just killed the franchise. But I'm know? just saying that Barkov's demeanor and his mantra is not to put under guys under the bus. I mean, he's had how many coaches now as the, in the Florida Panthers' time? Well, here? if you were Barkov, I'm a quiet guy. He's never up. gone against Barkov. Wouldn't you want to say something at some point? Because otherwise, it's, you're going to be gone next. Or your time yeah. is going to be over. I like, agree, but he's he never done that. that. He's why never can't Ekblad? Why can't Kachuk? Somebody has to. How many interim you know, head coaches have you. we had? Have we had with Barkov and, and Ekblad here? At least four, where a coach has been fired mid-year, and we've got a, an interim the rest of the way. Uh, it's happened at least three, four times while they've been here, and there's not been one time where he said Bugner's ass. This is terrible. Uh, uh, check or whatever that guy's name. Ro, this is terrible. Yep. You know they're bad. Janine was bad. Galan was bad. They never said that. There was, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't know. Good like, would have said something. Trocek probably would have said something at this point. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's it's just I, like you said, Kirby. It's just the spot that the Panthers are in right now is just very, very complicated and very delicate because, you know, I think for the most part, you know, Kirby and I were as optimistic as they get, but I just don't see anything that can fix this anytime soon. Um, you know, we had optimism for the off season, but I just don't know if you run it back with these guys again, I just don't think anything is going to change. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And we said at the beginning of the season, the teams like Buffalo, the teams like, uh, the, the Islanders, the, the teams that were bad last year got a little bit deeper. They got a little bit more confidence, New Jersey's, uh, just those names off the bat. The Metro is stacked right now, guys. Sixth place in the Metro is is seven games above 500. And we have to play these teams. And with the way we're trending, we're not going to be any of them. So it's just the reality is it's, 
It's very, very, very doom days for the last three months of this season. That It's just very, very sad to see. And I didn't think I'd be saying this January 1st, 2023. Right, guys? Yeah. Uh, it's this is just it's just sad, depressing and sad. Not the way I thought we'd start the new year for sure. No. I know you're cold over there, Kirby, but you got to be feeling hot. <laughs> I don't know. When I'm running out of words, I've had people come into spaces. They're like, I don't know. It's, they seem speechless. It's like you're doing like big time therapy here. And there's like a lot of pauses, <laughs> a lot of reflection. It's like right after games when you think people are like at their most angriest, they're going to say stuff that they're going to take back. It's just at this point that it's like, I don't know how many more times we can just say the same things. My co-host Nick and, you know, Lex has been <laughs> speechless. Cody, he comes in there with a big, like, just big side before he starts, you know. And he even tries to be optimistic with some of the stuff he sees in-game. And then even inside of each game, Dave and Ryan, mm-hmm. things change. It's like, oh, back to, back to our ways that we've been, right? It's just trend after trend after trend. And a lot of the trends have not been positive. Absolutely. And and I hate to be as, as you know, we, I usually try to stay as optimistic as I can. And I know a lot of listeners still have a lot of hope in this team and, and players that, uh, that we come to love, like Radko Gudis, stuff like that, you know, players that, you know, have grown in the hearts of this franchise. But like I said, it's in times like these and, and just from past experiences between different Panthers teams and different ownership and different GMs, when a team that was expected to do well and doesn't, they usually try ways to maybe accumulate more assets to help themselves in the future. And and I said it on Spaces the other day, uh, I wouldn't be buying any uh, maybe other than Kachuk jerseys and maybe Barkov and Spencer Knight. I wouldn't be buying any other jerseys right now because they could potentially be be gone sometime this year. But after this break, we're going to talk about uh, some New Year's resolutions that we might have and maybe some resolutions that we probably should tell the Florida Panthers players um, that they should have. And then, of course, Ryan's a famous Losers of the Week. So uh, hang tight after this commercial from DraftKings, and we'll be right back. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even bigger payouts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So yeah, with the new year, obviously everyone's got resolutions. Not everyone, but a lot of people have resolutions and and uh, goals that they want to achieve for the new year. Um, Are you a goal guy, David? Like that? I mean, I score goals in soccer or football, as we oh. call it. I, I like to assist. So you a lot. pencil in how much goals Not you this have. What is Ryan, the to-do list where he has to improve on? That's what you kind of start on January 1st with the team. And then you kind of get together with Ryan and talk to him what he needs to work on, I guess. Yeah, like less less gambling or maybe less 
less drinking or something, something like that. You know, get to the arena on time. He's got he's a busy man though. Yeah, like get... you know, but yeah, I score a lot of goals in soccer. Ryan Ryan's got a few too, but uh no, no, no I don't. This man, this man is saying no drinking, but he's the one that's getting a few trulies every game. I get so one I and I share it with you. It's oh, okay. one. Multiple. We do get one. So he's doing stuff at poolside when I'm talking to him there, Ryan. He's got a little some few drinks. Kirby, on it was 85 always. degrees tonight, Fahrenheit. It was 85 degrees. There's Kirby always, doesn't know what that is. There's always room for relax, for Ryan. <laughs> we had a heat wave this year that we were like in the 95 range. It yeah, is true, right. right? When I went to to Europe one summer, when they when they're talking, you know, 30 Celsius or 90 Fahrenheit. They are they are they are shook because they're like we have no we have no AC units and there's no escaping the heat because they're not prepared for. David, I do have an AC unit here, but if it ever breaks one day, I don't know if I'll ever replace it. But yeah, so maybe maybe Kirby would have to take it easy if I was down there during the. We would cook without AC. Kirby's New Year's resolution to be coming to South Florida. Uh, and experiences some true summer heat. It'll happen. It'll happen. Summer heat can start me off easy in the winter. Was <laughs> we'll play a little time. golf, Kirby. <laughs> yeah. The golf courses are open there in January, February, right, Ryan? That's better. They're, oh, they're yeah. open nonstop. Open That's all good. year round That's for good. sure. So, yeah, some New Year's resolutions that we have for some specific uh, Panther players, maybe some sports broadcasting. Uh, uh, what do we want to call it? Bally sports, I guess there are nowadays. Uh, some resolutions that they need me to maybe look forward to or work on. So uh, for myself, I started with uh, Bally Sports. I think a New Year's resolution needs to be, uh, considering the this the winter in the majority of the country is still very strong. I got I remember when I tweeted something regarding the Bally Sports broadcast. I think I had one of their I don't know if it's an executive or one of their producers actually email me personally. I was like, David, I would like to apologize for the inconvenience of Valley Sports feed, blah, blah, blah. This was when they were in Edmonton and Calgary. They said the trucks were frozen. We couldn't get <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't get the good uh, feed going. So my New Year's resolution would be they need to beef up their trucks or whatever they're doing to get that signal better because uh, I mean we saw technical difficulties, we saw no audio for extended periods of time. We saw Goldie recording on his phone or something. Yeah, Goldie with echoes or something, and they had no scores, no time. So Jessica Blaylock had her play-by-play debut, I believe. I heard. Yeah, and a lot I'm, of people I'm still have... convinced the audio is like one second ahead of the gameplay. And yeah, it's sometimes when the when the cameras switch, it's like the yes. camera switches. And something has already happened and the camera doesn't catch it or something like a little glitch in the, in the feed. So I think Bally sports needs to, yeah, they need to change something because there's been a lot of, not just from the Florida Panthers uh, broadcast, but just overall, we need uh, Fox sports back. Fox sports back, bring back the glow puck. Maybe the glow puck. (laughs) So that, that was my topic that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Ryan, we'll go with you. You have uh, Sasha Barkov, anything specific Barkov needs to get or, Oh boy! Or, or bring in for the new year? Yeah, he needs to grow grow a ball sack. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I I hate saying I'll it, how you really feel. I I'll say how I really feel, Kirby. I mean, I don't know how many times I can say this, but you're supposed to be the best player on the team. Your team is ten points. I want to say now out of a playoff spot or eight, nine, whatever it is. Take over a game. I mean, he did against Montreal, but you got to do it against a good team. Like mm-hmm. you can't be disappearing against the top teams in you know in the division you got to be every game i don't know he needs a ball sack that's that's his new year's resolution that he needs to do 
That's very tough. And I, you're not the only one that I hear this from, Ryan. There's actually hundreds and probably dozens of hundreds, you know, dozens and even maybe hundreds of fans that echo this statement that Barkov's not a leader. He's not a captain. He shouldn't be the captain. He's the best player. And I know Joe Rose on 560 QAM, I just happened to, to get in the car and was driving to work. And he kind of said the same thing that you said, Ryan, that it's kind of, oh, yeah, it's great that Barkov – got scoring touch against uh against Montreal but he 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 has the capabilities and the skill set to be the best player every night and he yeah. just isn't doing that and that was yeah, after he, the Carolina game that Joe Rose yeah, you mentioned yeah that so. was after the Carolina game and and the thing is that that is kind of true that in these bigger games you know maybe in the last season he, he kind of stepped up in a few but it's not becoming where Barkov takes over a game like like some other players in the NHL can uh and he yeah, doesn't maybe. need Huberdeau to do that either. Like maybe I would understand really in his career if he needed Huberdeau on a second line doing what Huberdeau did last year on that second line. Uh, but it comes to the point last year, this year, moving forward, Barkov doesn't need that production. He needs yeah. to be right. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know if it's genetically possible for that to happen, Ryan. But I get what you're saying. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kirby, uh, you have been luckily selected to talk about. Sorry, Aaron Eckblad. Uh, any New Year's resolution you have for Aaron Eckblad going into 2023? Well, as much as Ryan has said stuff about Barkov last playoffs when we kind of started our spaces community and this year with Barkov, I felt like that this season with Eckblad. And it's like New Year's resolution, just stay healthy, man. But like also like not get a brain out there, but like get something in the brain that's given you like um like a serum for some confidence levels that you, we haven't <laughs> seen from Eckblad in like four or five years. He looks so unsure of himself out there. He looks hesitant. Um, whether it's injury related or not, new coaching, new scheme. It's like you're supposed to be a leader on this team. You wear a letter just like Alexander Barkov does. And um, whether you're paired with Gustav Forsling or Mark Stahl, you are the franchise number one defenseman. I don't care who you're paired with. You need to look good out there. You need to produce not only offensively, but be a two-way defensive force. And we've seen that at certain points this year. But we've seen it in very small sample sizes where he's kind of engaged. He plays angry. I say, like, when he plays angry, he p- plays his best. Well, he plays angry, but two out of every 20 games. And um, he needs, I want him to have that power play magic come back to him this year as a New Year's resolution. There's a lot, you know, he's never going to be the best skater on our team, David. We talk about that often. I understand that. But we need to see some of that offensive magic come back and that confidence come back in Aaron Eckblad's game to get back to where he was at Norris level caliber defenseman gotcha yeah so yeah some resolutions for them i don't really have any personal resolutions just i think just be a good father to my newborn and my son and just keep on doing that so uh get a live get baby olivia win yeah olivia she's she went to the rangers game got the l she went to the edmonton game got the l she went to the Calgary game. They lost in overtime, so at least she got a Our point. Scorpios, we, we we grind like we just we got to always battle just to get there. Yeah, so, and she lasted. The, she's been really good. She's lasted the majority of the games. I know tonight, my wife uh, walked out a little early. She wanted to get the car rolling because uh, kind of game was over. But uh, other than that, she's been really good at the games. Very thankful for her, and hopefully this year she continues to grow and be a happy, healthy baby. So. That's kind of for me a little resolution. Just be a continue to be a good and loving father to them personally. But uh, Kirby, you had mentioned off air before that there was an interesting poll for my loved beloved Bally Sports um, that they tweeted yeah, the other night. The <laughs> uh, yeah, it was something like where what was the best moment of 
of 2020 for the Florida Panthers, something like that, right? And they released this on New Year's Eve, didn't they, David? New Year's Eve. Yeah, the other night they had said, like, what is the best Panthers memory of 2020? And they started off good with what was winning the President's Trophy, was uh, winning, what was it, winning a playoff series, nope. something like Ekblad's 100 point. Or no, it was acquiring Matthew Kachuk, winning yep, the was- President's Trophy. They didn't even include the playoff series. Right, just winning the President's Trophy. Aaron Ekblad scoring his 100th career goal. And then I don't know if this was a troll. I don't know if Ryan was behind this this post or something like that, but it said hiring hiring Paul Maurice as the head coach. Would Mm -hmm. Ryan have even done that as like a troll move or anyone that is community that we would say are the biggest trolls? I just can't imagine them doing that. Steve loves to troll. If Ryan... If Ryan was in control of some of the best Panther moments of 2022, he would have put in the, the Panthers ice dancers because I know he loves he loves them <laughs> and they're the one of the best. He would have even gone off the reservoir with with Maurice. He would have just said the ice dancers or something. Like <laughs> yeah, so I think I think the poll ended up having about 2,200 votes. Um, I think boosted because of just the fact that that hiring Paul Maurice was was included, and oh, that actually, <clears throat> that actually ended up winning. Which is by a, by a landslide. That's got to be a troll. Yeah, fifty-one percent said Paul Maurice is high. Are those all Tampa Bay fans? Fifty what? Fifty-one point three percent selected Paul Maurice being hired as the best Florida Panthers moment of twenty twenty-two. Are those all Tampa Bay fans and Winnipeg fans just coming into? Troll? I can't tell you. That was a poll that they did. I had no if say or buts in that thing. So. I don't know. I don't know if that. You know what our spaces community said on that the other night? They're like, "That's tone deaf." (laughs) Like, how could they just breaking that news to people? Like, could you imagine just breaking that news to people? And they're like, "Are you kidding me? Like, are you serious here?" Even if he was brought, like, I could see a coach being put on there with, you know, we don't like to talk about all the time, bring up the past, but you say Coach Quinville, if that was his first year in Florida, okay. You know, I figured it out. I figured out who was Stanley Cup winning coach, but still a coach. Who was it? Um. If you go to the quote tweets, it was the Montreal fan base. They're all talking about Sherrod. Um, As an honest Cats fan, and I can see he has, I think it's, I don't know, he has a Canadians player in his thing. I've got to say, acquiring Ben the Monster Sherrod is by far the best (laughs) moment of 2022. Honest Panthers fan, by the way. It's just, I see like five. You think some of the Montreal troll drops came in there because they're down there catching the Panthers. They just lost the games. They're little. They want to see some sun, some warm weather. And it's funny yep. that they put hiring Paul Maurice as head coach and they would skip over even Andrew Burnett went like being a Jack Adams finalist, you know? <laughs> There's a lot. Well, no, don't worry. We haven't, what, we haven't won a playoff series in 26 years. Let's not put that on. The yeah, pole. let's not put that on there. Let's just put that's hiring that's Paul that's Maurice. Honestly, the worst one might be the Ekblad one. Like, yeah. no one was going to pick that. Or even <laughs> Huberto setting franchise, like, points yeah. record or something like that. or. Or Barkov, uh, you know, so many other things. Number one in goal scored, something that like if Ekblad won the Norris Trophy, that would be <laughs> yeah. a good one. <laughs> I mean, I think acquiring Matthew Kachuk that maybe belongs in the conversation. That was my vote. For sure. I thought it was a sensible vote to start. Mm, but and yeah, a lot like of questions. Trophy was winning, and then Maurice pulled ahead. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of questionable uh, poll there for sure. For Do you guys have any fade moments? Of the uh, last- yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, winning the playoff series at Verhage goal will probably always be in my memory just uh, when it was scored and where I was at and just how nervous I was. You know, the g- game six on the road, we've seen this so many times. The Panthers had the, the lead late and they get a penalty. I think it was Forsling for tripping and 
and they score on the on the power play to get it tied and then you go to overtime and you're like this is going to happen with New Jersey all over again you know mm-hmm. you had it right there and it happens and Verhage got it in so yeah I'd say that was probably my favorite moment uh, I had three I'll just be very brief with them and then Ryan can mention his and one that we're going to probably preview on next week's podcast um one of mine was just the emergence of Mason Marchment He's no longer sadly here, but just to look at the calendar year of how far he came along as like a career AHL, ECHLer, you know, really grinded in the minors and then just became really established player for the Panthers over this past calendar season. Unfortunately, not having him in there in the playoffs, he's moved on to Dallas, but I still wish him well. And then Money Monter, he's become a big part of our community. We've kind of labeled him that nickname. And the latter part of 2022, he's really emerged as really like a top pairing D. He was top five, top eight for points in, in the NHL and scoring defensemen at one point this season. So that's one of the good things that's gone well for us this season and, and kind of the calendar year of 2022. And then the big one, David, was just our community. We started it back in, I think, like January, February 2022, and we're kind of going into our second year here. So it's just been a great year with the community um, during the playoffs, off season, and then even starting into this season. And we haven't had a lot of success on the ice this season, but um, in our community, I think that's definitely been one of my favorite moments of 2022. Yeah, excellent point there, Kirby, for sure. Ryan, any special moments regarding the Panthers this year for you? Um, Yeah, for sure. When, when we won the um... – when we won the against the Capitals in the playoffs and then that's night on spaces when people were crying and everything. I, that was, that was a nice moment. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It was just exciting going to the games last year. Like, yeah. like I said earlier, that was just, there's no like moment. Like I think we even talked about this, like the Toronto comeback was, was a huge, was a big moment. Um, yeah. yeah. Just going to the games last year was Yep. The best time. Ooh, the I world. forgot. I forgot one of my favorite. On this moments. summer that Ryan wears the jersey, what were you going to say, David? It's where I peaked in my life, and it was oh, recording yeah. recording Kodak Black <sighs> at the arena, baby. We're actually almost to our uni- our anniversary here. Uh, I think it happened on January 11th. So uh, it was early. Ryan, in the year. Fellow content creators gave David a shout out. You know, we don't always get a that's shout where out. I peaked in my in my Twitter life. Never. That's a pretty big moment, Ryan. If everyone in the Panthers yeah. community. Not about David, so yeah, I, I had. Well, he he was about to delete it, so mm-hmm. L- no, I was lucky gonna, he didn't. I, I was gonna not post it because I was like, I don't know Kodak, I don't know his history. I mean, I know his history, but I don't want to uh, offend anybody. But yeah, I kind of kept, I kind of kept my mouth shut after that anyway. But Me- it was. Ryan, Ryan, sometimes he's like, watch the language there, guys, in spaces. But then he posts that video. Oh, yeah. Me me and another of our of our buddies were in a group chat and he sent it to us. And we're like, you have to post that. That's going to go nuts. Oh, so you guys peer pressure David into doing it. So he can't take all the onus of posting it. No, no. He he recorded it, of course. But, you know, you have to give him a little nudge sometimes. The little puppy was scared. I posted it. But like I said, there was a lot of uh, outside media attention coming my way that I was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm good. I'm just... I'm just the guy that had the phone out and recorded. I don't need to be on Channel 7 News, you know. So that was that was a fun moment, obviously uh, exciting. And that brought a lot of attention, not just to the Panthers, but to the NHL in general. So I'm still, wait, I'm still waiting for my check from, from some of that uh, increased uh, fan base. Maybe a different – hold out like TMZ, right? Maybe a different type of fan base that maybe won't go to NHL games. Wanted to see if Kodak was there uh, grinding on some of his uh, – Look at Ryan crossover appeal by David crosses. Yeah, over. that's what I was trying to get to, and I think I think it worked. Well, pretty good. <laughs> but uh, obviously the Kachuk blockbuster, we had a lot of fun with that on spaces, and Ryan uh, 
wears his jersey proudly. So that was a good moment in the calendar year of 2022. Yeah. No, yeah, a lot of moments, a lot of awesome moments for sure. Obviously, the second half of the year has been tough regarding just Panther-wise, but I think the first half, like you said, Kirby, just starting the the spaces as what we thought was just going to be a, a casual thing and to growing it to hundreds and hundreds of different accounts and people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis has just been really fun and awesome. And I look forward to continuing that into this year. And uh, obviously with the Panthers not being the best right now, it's kind of tough to be uh, not more of like a, like a daycare center where you're trying to earn a, a therapy, uh, a therapist. I think I need to be a therapist some, at some point. Yeah, I know we should open up our own office because it's like Panthers therapy <laughs> nowadays in spaces and stuff like that. But like I said, I, I've been very happy and, and teaming up with you guys has been great. And doing these podcasts has been awesome. And I look forward to doing them more throughout the year, but yeah, Brian Kirby, I think it's always, it's always fun to have you guys in here. And I know with Ryan in here, we always try to do our, our famous losers of the week. Before we get to that, David, before we get to that, something that goes back to our spaces community, we would hold receipts. So people that tweet stuff out, people that say stuff, and then we come back to it. Okay. Well, I was going through episode five on September 2nd. Oh, no. Remember when we were taking NFL predictions? I just want to play this on the air. Oh, so you guys just got to be quiet gosh. for like five seconds. Right. This is from episode five, September 2nd. Cowboys season. 10-11 wins, easy peasy, NFC East playoffs. That's another story. Let's try to get two playoff wins this year. Very confident with the defense that uh, the Cowboys okay around themselves. I think the offense will struggle uh, losing like Amari Cooper. Uh, Michael Gallup's going to be out for four weeks. So not to get into heavy Cowboys talk here, but I think, I think they're going to need um, – the run game to be really strong for them. The offensive line's already banged up. So Pollard. I hate to say this, but the Eagles is their competition. I hate the Eagles. <laughs> there could be two teams out of the NFC East that make the playoffs in the Cowboys and the Eagles. How was that, guys? How was that for the summer? Not going to lie. Kirby, I got a counterpoint to that. All right, you, okay. You're not done, Kirby. You said you said two wins in the playoffs, right? I know that, that still not has does. to happen. But that was like 80, 90% said the Eagles, the Cowboys, those would be the two teams. Might even have yeah, the you're Giants. You're right. You're right. My but favorite, my favorite part. Pro bowler, pro bowler. My favorite part of that. 11 wins. Easy peasy. What are they? 12 and four right now? So. My favorite part of that was when Kirby said, not to keep my Cowboys talk long, but I'm going to be brief. We've had Cowboys talk on every episode since then. <laughs> so this anything about football today. I was saving it till the very end. There's always there's always Cowboys love in this. Guys, Kirby, so I got a good stat for you. We talk about the NFL because of how the Panthers have been playing. So the last 20, 30 minutes, we're talking <laughs> about Dolphins and Cowboys and the playoff picture. So that's been a kind of the fun part of December because it's been really hard after some of these losses to yeah. try to break down the Panther games. So, yeah, it's not done yet. If they don't win a game or two, I'm not going to look at it as a successful season, but I'm confident they can win one or two playoff games. Kirby, there's a fun stat I saw the other day. It was uh, Dak has missed five games, and he's still tied for the league lead in interceptions. Oof. That's not good, yeah. I know he threw a couple there the last couple of games. <laughs> I worry good. about Mike McCarthy, the coach, and then secondly, Dak. So those are <clears> concerns <throat> that I do have. Um but I think run games and defenses travel, like I said. So it's going to be matchup dependent. I'm not looking forward to playing Tom Brady or something like that. I'll tell you that. And I think that's going to be the matchup. Unless the Cowboys can squeak that number one seed in, then that would really be beneficial to them. But we'll see when it comes to the playoffs. And I think even in both conferences, no matchups will be easy. But I really am hoping the best for you guys as Dolphins. Things go well next week that they can somehow find a way 
to get into the playoffs because it's really good for our community and there's a lot of positive i know you guys troll me you guys are the biggest trolls in my cowboys but there's a lot of positive dolphins fans in our community and they dm me all the time and we talk a little football as well as hockey so hoping Mm -hmm. the best for the dolphins next week we'll see but i don't think they control their destiny anymore i think they need you know, some help now with that loss. I don't to, want to watch the Patriots. Like, the this Patriots. is not even Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, <laughs> or something. Come on. Like, yeah, the but... Dolphins, they're an intriguing story with the offense that they've had and whatever happens with Tua and your rookie head coach. So, it, I, I look at storylines if mm-hmm. I'm watching teams outside of my own, and they'd be a good storyline. Yeah, but to hold off Ryan any longer, Ryan, any losers of the week you have that to highlight us, my friend? Yeah, um, I'm just going to do one. And this person um, – I don't know if we really, we, you know, we talk about the sport a little bit. This person has had a had a tough month oh, for sure. No. This person has ha- honestly had a, a really, really tough year, and I think I, David knows kind yeah, of where I'm I know going. Where you're going. So this this uh this player is a a, a football player, as they say over overseas or or soccer, as we call it, Kirby. Okay. Um, yeah. My loser football. of the week, loser of the month, loser of 2022 <laughs> is what we're gonna do here. <laughs> is going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. All right, so so he left, you know, Real Madrid where, you know, he went he went off at Real Madrid. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He did. But that's David's team, right? Yeah. It's David's team. team. Yep. So, you know, you know how he has a rivalry with uh with Messi, of course. Um so, you know, they're always going to be placed against each other. So, you know, he left, he le- went back to Man U where he he played previously. Um you know, he, he played there, didn't have a, you know, didn't do great. Uh, he got benched eventually. Then the World Cup came. Um, you know, he got eliminated. Messi won the World Cup. That little girl and from then... Morocco was like, go cry in your car. Go cry in your car, Ronaldo. <laughs> now she's going to be threatened for the rest of her, her life. <laughs> and then, um, so, you know, he has to hear, you know, oh, he's never going to win a World Cup, but Messi has one. Uh, Messi's the GOAT, of course. Everyone knows that now. But then... Cristiano Ronaldo signed with the Saudi Arabian soccer team, um, Al Nasser, for a lot of money. So Cristiano Ronaldo is the loser of the year. You know, he's washed. Um, it's time to retire or come back to to enter Miami. That would be nice. But he's the loser of the year for me. He had a tough uh, – at the so Piers Morgan interview. Is he saying this because he's a messy guy or because he didn't go to Inter Milan or, or – sorry, Inter Miami? No, I mean, he's a, he's a big messy guy. Uh, he was a Barcelona guy for, for almost a decade, and then all of a sudden okay. he's now a Manchester City guy. I mean, he, he flips all over the place. Oh. <laughs> but, he, but he had a decade there of loyalty. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he, he watched maybe – he he watched maybe two games a year. He this but he called sick. he called himself a Barca. <laughs> you know he maybe watch he maybe watch El Clasico for like half the time and then and then turn it off or something. But I mean for sure there's a lot of heat. I think Ronaldo you you skipped over the part where he had a good uh, season with Juventus. He won the Euros. Uh, so he had he had a good kind of end to his his uh, career. Obviously at Manchester United things went bad uh, with the and Ryan and David like loves that. his superstars. Ryan loves. Oh yeah, I, I I for sure agree with with Ronaldo or with Ryan here that obviously you figured like he's always said Ryan has always said father time has never failed, and mm-hmm. Ronaldo is mm-hmm. is three years older than Messi, so uh, you know three years ago he was probably playing at a better level than he is now, but yeah for sure. I think but I, but I said this to my friend, the bag. I said this to my friend that's a Ronaldo fan. He always compares like NFL quarterbacks and like Ronaldo has a chance to win all these club tournaments 
all these different like league play stuff like in in football north america sports you have like one chance to win the title and like he says you have a chance to win every year i get that but like if you don't have a world cup to your name like doesn't that hold you against the loser la maradona's now messi has yeah. one mm-hmm. pele all those but like i think like that kind of weighs into that for soccer fans say, well, he won this league and he won that league. Like, so would, so would my NFL team, if they got to play in eight other leagues, they'd actually win. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure to win like the big one in North American sports is what my pushback to that. The only defense, the only defense I'll have on Ronaldo regarding international trophies is, you know, you mentioned a couple of players there, Pele, Maradona, Messi, you know, those uh, Zidane, those are create, those are known as, you know, top five players of all time. And they've all played for historically very well uh, balanced countries. Argentina has always been a powerhouse. Brazil, France, they've always been powerhouses. Germany's where yeah, with Portugal before Ronaldo, I think they'd only made one or two World Cups before. They've never won any international trophy. But with Ronaldo, they were able to go to five straight World Cups. They won the Euros in 2016. So he kind of rejuvenated that Portuguese like pedigree that they've never seen before. So, yeah, obviously Ronaldo is going to be Ronaldo. He secured the bag. Ryan has every right to say he was a loser for sure, but he's 38 and he's making $200 million a year. Uh, I, I wouldn't call that too much of a loser for a it's financial like the golf wise. guys that me and Ryan love golf. They're taking over. <sighs> yeah, the Ryan is a big LIV golf, so I don't know why he's bashing oh, the Saudi he? money. I've kind of lost I'm the, not Saudi money. the Saudi money. I like Liv. Yeah, he's a, you should see uh, Kirby. He always wears he always wears his Liv hat to the to I didn't the, know this uh, the Panthers game. So he's supporting this. the Saudi Kirby, money. Kirby, I'm a fan of the game. <laughs> oh no. So I don't know, one, one thing that that you know he said I was a fan for 10 years. I don't have any loyalty to these, you know, European, you oh, know, boy. teams. I'm not from there, but I I do watch Inter Miami. I'm not switching up my team there. I, I watch a lot of the games. I stay loyal to them. So he's a big Phil Foden guy. David's got season tickets. You'll go to the games with him. Yeah, I brought him to one game last mm-hmm. year. He loves the, equine. He, bro- he brought me to the worst one just <laughs> just because of the weather. That's hey, what bro. happens in the Canadian Football League up here, too. I've brought you to the best Panther games this year. So mm, there were <laughs> there, there haven't been many, but maybe that's not David's fault. That's not David's fault. <laughs> no, no, I, it's not. <laughs> So yeah, I guess I'll agree with Ryan's loser of the. I mean, I don't know if that's the loser of the year. Yeah, I guess maybe, but I'm sure that if we think for long and hard, there's probably a few out there that maybe. Oh, there, there's probably more. I just wanted to no, that, kind of take sense. a little dig. Ryan, it makes sense. He's he's naming Lex or co- one of our co-hosts last week. And... I'll go with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet yeah. up with Lex, or that was just what failed promises or what? Um, no, they didn't. no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to that game. Yeah, Ryan didn't go to Montreal, so he didn't have a chance. Oh, he wasn't there. Okay. No, no, yeah. But yeah, obviously a fun episode. A lot of obviously pessimism is now kind of starting to creep in in the Florida Panthers organization. I think a lot of a lot of tough times are have been have come, and I think I don't think there's anything that's going to really turn this around. I hope so, but just you know, we have the bodies back, but they haven't produced what we had hoped that would happen. So uh, hopefully we can continue to be as optimistic as we can. And as, as, as real as we can with you guys on discords and Twitters and, and Instagram, wherever you guys follow us, we appreciate those as always, even in the, the tough times, we appreciate the likes and the retweets and, and the, the shares, whatever it may be. We appreciate you guys so much. 
Four that I know. fantasy leagues going on. Unfortunately, you and I did not yeah. make the finals, but Ryan, David, and I had great seasons. We even were we showed up. Okay. In the yeah, just fantasy football. Right. Yeah, fantasy football. I made it to the final in League Two, uh, so I haven't checked on how that went out today. I don't know if I got the win or not, but if I didn't, congratulations to those that won in the fantasy football. Some prizes league. going out and some new prizes in the new year for some. Contests. Yeah, we still got fantasy hockey going on, which is always heated. A lot of good teams there. So me and David are up there at the top there, Ryan. With yeah, always fun. That's always fun. David's past performances. Oh, <laughs> always fun Hi, interacting. He says he says I'm a bad fantasy owner, but you could see Kirby. I'm I'm always in the thick of things. I don't know what yeah, he's yes, saying. Yes. So far, my small sample size of playing fantasy sports with David, he's been up there with me. So. Yeah. No, he's good. We we used to have a great league, Kirby. We used to call it the Triple Crown League, and we would do um yep. we would do baseball, football, and and what was it, basketball or hockey? Yeah. It was hockey. Yeah, I was a per, I was a perennial powerhouse in those leagues. Mm-hmm. I almost won the triple crown, but I got robbed. But it is what it is. But to wrap it up, to wrap it up again, just thank you everybody for for a fantastic 2020. We look forward to uh, providing as much insight and just fun as we can into 2023. And you know, Ryan Kirby, it's it's always special to spend time with you guys. And I hope to talk to you guys as often as we can. You know, off off the air. I know we talk on a daily basis, so. A lot of thanks to you guys. Obviously, thank you to Hockey Podcast Network for including us in our network in 2022. And we look forward to continued partnership with them into 2023. And yeah, as always, we hope that you guys are happy, healthy into this year. And just any final words, Ryan Kirby, as before we sign off uh, and go into this year? Ryan? No, just go Cats. Let's, let's hope it gets better for the next three months. That's all I got. Yeah. yeah, but there'll be always something to look forward to and talk about for sure. Yeah, I always want, I want oh, to thank you guys just for the great year and everything like that and continued health and happiness going into the new year here. But we need to see some happiness and some success here on the ice product too. We can't just be manufacturing all that. So, And yeah. in 2023, I hope we get Kirby down to South Florida. I will try. I know 2023 or 2024, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to. Okay, okay. 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 We got Kirby saying some dates now. So we've got some receipts. So Kirby, keep we on. keep receipts. Yep. We keep receipts. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. But not in the summers. Not in the summers. Oh. That's always the easiest time to travel. But uh, I, yeah, it would probably be a winter getaway to catch All someone. Right. Just don't take Southwest because you might get stuck somewhere. <laughs> and Cody was having trouble. Our space is cold with Air Canada. So there's problems on both sides of the yeah, world. For sure. For sure. But yeah. Thank you guys for another amazing another amazing episode sorry if i've fumbled a bit i'm a little under the weather but i'm hopefully recovering over that so thank you guys again for a great episode i hope look forward to you guys in the next week or so we've got something lined up with another podcast network hopefully next week as we talk about the dallas stars and mason marshman next week we're hopefully locking something something in for next week and until then as always we look forward to hearing from you guys on all of our social medias and as always Go Panthers, and uh, thank you all for so much for listening, and y'all have a great rest of your day wherever you're listening from, and go Panthers. Mm -hmm. Go Cats.